0: listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick, paediatric doctor turned weight loss coach. I help busy, ambitious mums overcome the frustration of not losing weight. I teach them to eat and live healthily, to look after themselves and feel fit and fabulous. If you want to lose weight by eating healthily, I invite you to sign up for my free roadmap. Three easy steps to weight loss for busy mums. Just go to my website, drorlina.com. that's D R. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, and you'll find it on the homepage and in the sidebar. If you're interested in working with me as a weight loss coach, you can find out more and book a chat by going to the coaching tab. I also have a healthy recipe service, My Kitchen Miracles, that I created for my clients and have now opened up for everyone healthy recipes that will support your weight loss goals and provide your family with healthy, tasty foods. You can find out more in the My Kitchen Miracles tab. Good morning and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Olina Kerrick. It is November here in Catalonia and it is cold and wintry. It's absolutely incredible that a couple of weeks ago I was climbing a mountain with my sister here. I use the word mountain loosely, probably a large hill. And it was so hot that we were having to take off our clothes and drink lots of water. And now, less than two weeks later, it has turned to winter and cold, and we are getting out our hats and gloves and warm clothes and snuggling by the fire. I'm definitely a warm weather person, someone they call a frederlinke here. Fred means cold, someone who feels the cold, and I definitely feel the cold. So for me, the winter is time to hibernate and really change your rhythm slightly. And I love having an open fire and snuggling up with my children and just sitting and being and listening and i do far more of that than in the summer when i'm up at seven o'clock swimming the thought of getting up at seven o'clock to go swimming in the winter does not appeal to me so at the moment i am swimming at three o'clock in the afternoon which i totally love and i finish off with a sauna which is a little treat for myself a little taste of summer in the middle of winter So today, we are going to do part two of the workshop, which is called How to Lose Weight and Lead a Healthy Life. Now, if you missed part one, go back and listen to that podcast first, because they are in order. And in that first podcast, we were really thinking about the first step that you need to take to to start losing weight and lead a healthy life. Now, I don't want to do spoilers, so go and listen to it. But one of the things I realised when I did that, what well, it was actually a video workshop, was that perhaps I didn't really spell out this how. We talked a lot about um, self-care and prioritising self-care. And how do you actually do that? And the answer really is it's just the way you think about things. It's just this idea of me being worth it, whether you do that in time or money or energy. It is you being Worthwhile and that you can invest in yourself and prioritize yourself. So it's really just a change of the chip. Now, today, again, this was originally done as a video class, so it may sound a little bit strange, but it's just the audio that has been taken off the video class. And today, we're going to talk about nutrition. And so, I'm going to go over the basics of nutrition, the three steps that I use with my one on one clients. But one of the things I want to help you see or again I want you to think about nutrition in a different way so let me tell you a quick story A, a week or so ago my son asked me at the weekend if he could go to the supermarket and buy some cakes now it was nearly lunchtime and I said no but what I said to him was that he could bake a cake and so actually he went off and he bought some cocoa powder and he put a lot of effort into making this cake and it was a delicious cake and if you have children that is a really good way of limiting the amount of cakes they eat because if they have to make them it's far, they're going to make them far more infrequently than it's really easy to go to the supermarket. Or even if you're an adult, make your own cakes. And one of the things it does do is teach you how much sugar and flour goes into a cake. Now we have this idea that sugar is really bad. Well, too much sugar is bad for us, but equally too much flour is bad for us as well. And flour and sugar basically inside us are treated like the same thing. So this cake he made was a delicious chocolate cake and we all enjoyed it we chopped it in half and had half one day and half the next day. And I really like to do that because it's very easy to say, oh, I want to have a little bit more cake and then have one and a half slices and then there isn't heaps. But if you divide it in half and eat one one day and one another day, then you've got two treats and it's still delicious. So he did that. And my six-year-old, one of my six-year-olds, actually he turned seven a week ago, And he is very, very picky. And he liked the cake. He didn't like the chocolate icing, which was basically a ganache chocolate with a little bit of milk in it. So essentially just chocolate. And he didn't really like it. But he did eat the cake, which for him is quite a big step because it was quite a rich cake. And what he said was he actually preferred what he calls my delicious, mummy's delicious cake. And the way I normally make this cake is it's an aubergine chocolate brownie. Now, can you imagine? My children do not like aubergines eggplants, as they're called in the States. However, they will eat them when it's covered in chocolate. Well, cocoa powder, not chocolate, with very little sugar in it. And I have this recipe that I make which uses aubergines and my children know that, it have aubergine, knows that, know that it has aubergine in it and yet they will still eat it. And this is interesting for them because some of them have this idea that if it's got something in it that they don't like, they will not eat it. So for example, mushrooms. If anything has mushrooms in, they won't eat it. If it's a savoury dish with a little bit of aubergine in, they will not eat it. But the aubergine chocolate brownies, they like. And the point I'm trying to make is that... If you compare the two cakes, one, which is full of flour and sugar, and the enjoyment that was gained from that cake, and the other one, which is full of, it is still a treat, but it was full of far more healthy ingredients, like far more eggs. It was basically like a custard, a quiche, a sweet quiche with aubergines and cocoa powder and raisins, and more healthy goodness. It's still a treat, but it's definitely healthier. And actually, the enjoyment that was gained from both of them is equal. And so my point is, you might as well eat the healthier one than the treat one. Now, my 11-year-old son who made the cake, he wouldn't necessarily agree with that, and he likes making the cake, and that's fine. Cakes in moderation are absolutely fine. Okay, so let's dive into this workshop, and this is the three easy steps that I use with my weight loss clients to think about nutrition, and it can also be, it doesn't matter whether it's losing weight or just eating healthily, it's the same. And I recommend this method for everybody who wants to change the way they eat. Okay, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this Facebook Live. It is very exciting to be here. Welcome to this workshop. Workshop is four videos, and it's called How to Lose Weight and Lead a Healthy Life. And this video is three easy nutritional steps to weight loss. So let's dive in and get started. So this is the second in the workshop, how to lose weight and lead a healthy life. And whether you're a busy mum who wants to lose weight or simply eat and live more healthily and teach your kids healthy habits, this is the place to be, the place to learn how to achieve healthy living in an easy way so that you feel fit and fabulous. I'm Dr. Alina, and I've been teaching parents how to teach kids healthy eating habits for years, and now I work with mums to help them lose weight and teach their kids healthy eating habits. I host the Fit and Fabulous podcast and have previously written for the BBC for Mind Body Green and my favourite Scary Mummy, although that was a long time ago, and I have to confess it wasn't very funny. It was just when I started out. So in this video, we're going to look at the science behind nutrition and weight loss and what is a healthy diet and what isn't. I'll be explaining my three easy steps to weight loss that I use with my private coaching clients, and we'll be having a think about carb cravings. Now, if you missed the first video in this series, you should go and check it out because I covered the one essential thing you need to do to lose weight and lead a healthy life. And if you haven't seen the video, go and watch it, and then come back to this one, unless, of course, you're watching this one live. Now, in this video, we're talking about diet and nutrition. We're going to be covering a lot of ground today. So be sure to download the PDF, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. You can download that. You can sign up and download for it Download it on my website, dralina.com. So there is a reason you're watching this video. It's either that you're fed up of dieting and want to get thin without discipline and restriction, or you'd like to lead a more healthy life. I know we don't like to talk about it, but none of us are getting any older. You'll never be as young as you are today. And you want to grow and make the most of your middle years. You want to have the energy to do things, to avoid disease, to get back to thin you, to feel fit and fabulous. There's never been a better time to start on your healthy weight loss journey because the further down the path of not healthy and putting on weight you go, the more work you have to do to reverse it. And traveling down the path of healthy weight loss can be fun and easy when you know how, which is what I'm going to show you. Now, I've helped lots of people lose weight and feel fit and fabulous. But a few years ago, I didn't feel fit and fabulous. I felt stressed, and overwhelmed with motherhood and juggling so many balls. The changes I made all started when I decided to prioritize my own self-care without neglecting my children. Actually, it's meant that I look after my kids better because I'm not tired and grumpy anymore. Now, I'm in a different place. I've never been as fit as I am now. I exercise regularly. I love healthy foods. I feel amazing when I'm in my bikini on the beach. I spend the summer at the beach. And I love it when people say I look amazing after having four kids, including twins. And it all started with putting my own needs first and deciding to look after myself. Let me tell you about one of my clients, Alexis. When I started working with her, she was really frustrated that she couldn't lose weight. Now she's eating healthily and has lost weight, and she just signed up to do the Berlin Marathon. You don't have to do the Berlin Marathon. She feels fit and fabulous. And this is what she said. Before I started working with Alina, I felt angry and frustrated with myself because I knew the information. I knew what I needed to do. I just couldn't apply it and do it myself. And that made me annoyed with myself. I started working with Alina before Christmas last year. The aim of my work was to lose weight and concentrate on my health. What really appealed to me was that Orlina's focus was on health and feeling fabulous. Six months later, I have been eating so well and I feel fabulous. I have achieved my goal of fitting into a pair of jeans, my skinny jeans, that I wanted to. Now they fit and feel comfortable, which is fabulous. A lovely side effect of all the work that we've been doing together is focusing on not just my weight, but my life. I feel that all aspects of my life are doing much better in terms of my relationships, time for myself, care for myself. I do feel fabulous. I put this down to working with Alina, so thank you so much, Alina. And she goes on to say, I highly recommend working with Alina to anyone. In fact, I have recommended her to my husband and a couple of friends. And yes, her husband is also one of my clients. Now, I just want to point out one thing to you, a problem that many people have. The thing that stopped her wasn't knowledge, it was actually doing it. She couldn't work out how to make herself apply the knowledge how to do the things she wanted to do. Having said that, it is important that we do think about nutrition because it is the most important thing when it comes to weight loss. So let's have a think about nutrition and what happens when people put on weight. There are many contributing factors to weight gain. Hormones are a big player. The main culprits are insulin and cortisol. And I mentioned cortisol, cortisol, the stress hormone, in the last video. Today, I want to tell you about insulin. Insulin is the hormone that helps us metabolize carbohydrates. I'm sure you've heard of it, especially if you know anyone who has diabetes. People with diabetes either don't have any insulin or they don't respond properly to the insulin that they do have. Before we could give people with diabetes insulin, most of them died of malnutrition. Unless they were lucky enough to eat enough protein and fat, they couldn't metabolize carbohydrates. so They got very thin and they died. We also know that people who have diabetes who take too much insulin put on weight. And this is because insulin is a storage hormone. So carbohydrates are made up of sugars. And when we eat carbohydrates, they're broken down and are into sugars, and our blood sugar level goes up. High blood sugar levels are harmful to our body. That's why people with diabetes have nasty complications such as going blind and organ failure. It's the high glucose levels that cause the damage. Now, when you don't have diabetes or pre-diabetes, your pancreas secretes insulin in order to bring the glucose levels down. It moves the glucose into the cells where it can be used as energy. It also stores glucose in storehouses throughout the body. And it's storing energy to use for later on. One of the things that it does is store glucose as fat so that we have a store of energy for when we don't have carbohydrates in our tummy. So in theory, it works like this. Eat food, metabolize food, store energy, use energy. And when we use our energy, our insulin levels go down and we get energy from our storehouses and there's other metabolic hormonal things that happen. And we use up the stores and we start to use fat as an energy source. However, what happens to many people these days is a different story. They don't give their bodies the opportunity to use the energy. Eat food, metabolize food, store energy, repeat. Eat food, metabolize, store, eat more. So our insulin levels stay high, which means we can't use our internal energy sources. We're blocking that pathway. We want to use the energy, but our body is in storage mode. Now, there are many reasons for this, but the main ones are, one, a diet that is high in refined carbohydrates, two, eating frequently, and three, eating big portions. And all of these things will lead to raised insulin levels which make it difficult to lose weight. So, carbohydrate cravings. I want to mention carb cravings here because they're a common problem. And I find that they're different for different people. For some people, their weakness is pasta, for others, bread or cakes or chocolate or even soda. And it's all the same, carbohydrates and sugar. Sugar is a carbohydrate. So, what's going on here? In simple terms, your body is addicted to the sugar rush. All of those things break down to glucose in the body. They increase your blood sugar or glucose levels. And you crave that quick release of sugar that you get from eating that particular carbohydrate. In the next video, we'll talk about how cravings are part of the habit cycle. Essentially, your body is in the habit of wanting that sugar quickly, rather than getting it from your own internal energy source. And cravings are also normally associated with an emotional element too. And we'll talk more about that in the next video. So I'll tell you how to get over carb cravings in just a minute. First, let's get back to weight loss and work out how to lose weight. So there are three steps that I use with my clients. Step number one, reboot. Step number two, weight loss. Step number three, maintenance. Now. I use a two-week reboot to help my clients retrain their bodies. And I'll tell you more about the reboot in the fourth video. I'll tell you about it in detail. So for two weeks, you focus on eating in a healthy way. And I'll explain that in a little bit. And this is where you slay those carb cravings. Once you've weaned yourself off that quick-release glucose, you'll find that you don't have carb cravings anymore. In fact, many people find themselves craving healthy food. So step two is a critical step, and many people don't really think about it, but in order to lose weight, you have to give your body the chance to use its own energy source. It makes sense, right? So let me just be really clear and bust another myth. You don't have to do the ketogenic diet to do that. So the ketogenic diet is very popular these days, and it uses a different fat-burning pathway called ketogenesis. And this pathway turns on after you haven't eaten for a while. But there are other pathways that are activated before ketogenesis. Now, biochemistry and all of these pathways that are involved are quite complex. They are actually a three-year degree course if you're interested. But the bottom line is this. Many people think that ketogenesis is the only way to burn fat, and that is not true. You can burn fat without using ketogenesis. You can burn fat by jumping in and out of ketogenesis. You don't have to be permanently in ketogenesis, but, you do need to use the fat as a fuel because the only other option is to have it surgically removed. Now, that all might sound very complex and scary, but it isn't. It's simply a matter of making good food choices that don't push up your insulin levels and thinking about how much and how frequently you eat and making it work for you. Now, step three is the best bit. Step three is normal life, being thin, healthy eating, feeling fit and fabulous without thinking about it because you've created healthy habits and you know what works for you and what doesn't. Okay, let's have a think about nutrition. It's super easy and it doesn't have to be complicated. Here are the things that will push your insulin levels up. Refined flour and sugar are the biggest culprits, which essentially is packaged foods and eating too many things like bread and flour products. But there are other carbohydrates that you can use. Vegetables. Most vegetables are carbohydrates wrapped up with other goodies, such as vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and fiber. And all of these things are good for us. I always say that the key to healthy eating is to eat more vegetables. Most people don't realize that they aren't eating enough. And the good news is that they're really easy to increase the amount you eat, and they're super easy to cook. So if you're cooking for lots of people, They're quick and easy to cook. Now, when we think about diet, we need to think about everything that we eat, all of the macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So protein is what we're made of. Our cells are made of protein. Some proteins we can manufacture, but we need to consume some. We need to eat a bit of protein every single day to give us those proteins that we can't make. But we don't have to eat loads and loads. So examples of protein are meat and fish, dairy products, and there are also lots of vegetable sources. Fat is the third macronutrient. Now, this is not so much controversial, but we've previously been told to eat a low-fat diet. And if you eat a low-fat diet, you're eating a high-carbohydrate diet. And now there's evidence that this isn't a good way to eat. So nutritional studies on humans are quite difficult to do. You need big numbers, You need to record what people are eating rather than just asking them to remember. And there's one big study that was done here in Spain, and it was called the PREDIMED study. And it looked at overweight Spanish people and divided them into three groups: Two ate what is called a med style diet, and one ate a traditional low fat diet that had previously been advocated by governments. And the people who ate the med style diet did better in all the outcomes. They lost more weight and more healthy in terms of reversing diabetes and heart disease risk. Now, if you want to know more about the MedStyle diet and the PrediMed study, I've got a whole podcast dedicated to it. So I'm not going to go into huge detail here. But what is a MedStyle diet? Now, it isn't lots of pasta and pizza, as you might expect. One, lots of vegetables, lots of variety of vegetables and fruit. Two, only small amounts of refined carbohydrates. So they restricted the amount of pastries that they were allowed to eat. Number three, nuts and seeds. And thinking about good fats. Number four, olive oil is a really important part of the Mediterranean style diet. And I was actually lucky enough to interview one of the people involved in the study just about olive oil. And you can check out that podcast if you're interested. And number five, small amount of good quality Fat, uh, sorry, protein, including fish. So you can see it's not that different from cut out refined carbs and sugar and eat more vegetables and a little bit of olive oil. And it can be applied to any cuisine. Although personally, I think that the Mediterranean way of cooking is really easy. Many dishes are simple, just cook vegetables in olive oil. Now, you don't have to go without anything. There's space in the MedStyle diet for all your favourites as long as you eat them in mod- moderation. So just a quick recap. The aim is to get you to a place where you're eating healthy foods without thinking about it. You love healthy foods and you've lost weight. You look after yourself, including exercise, sleep and stress stress levels. And how do you get there? there are three main steps for the nutritional part. One, a two-week reboot where you really focus on cutting out refined carbs and eating healthily. Two, allowing your body to use fat as an energy source. And three, sticking to healthy eating and loving it because you don't want to go back to the way you were eating before. Now, what's the difference between step one and step two? a little bit more olive oil and strictness. So in step two, you can add in treats. You just have to be aware that for every treat you eat, you take away an opportunity for your body to use some fat. But it's all about getting the balance right. For the two-week reboot, I recommend that you're very strict, partly to retrain your body and partly to show yourself that you can do it. Okay, we've covered a huge amount in this video. If you have questions, feel free to type them in. Take a deep breath because you don't need to do all of it. You don't need to know all of it. So this video is about losing weight with healthy eating and living and how it's possible to lose weight and feel fit and fabulous with these three easy steps. I know a lot of people say, I need to wait until the time is right to start looking after myself. But here's the thing. You're better off Sorting out the stressful bits in life than perfecting the perfect bits. Life happens. It's always busy. There's always something around the corner. A holiday, the school holidays, going back to school, a conference you're going to, a busy time at work. Life is more stressful bits than perfect bits. And when we let it all go, that's when the damage is done and we slip backwards. So the less we can slip backwards, the better. It's about thinking about the peaks, the troughs and actually you're better off not falling so far into that trough than going higher into the peak so don't wait for the perfect moment start now now I'm just gonna check if there are any questions and I would love to hear from you what actions are you going to take to get started let me know in the comments and please if you found this video valuable please share it with some of your friends who are thinking about losing weight and wanting to eat healthily. It's much easier to start on this journey when you have other people on the path with you, and I'll talk more about that in video four. So in the next video, we're going to talk all about habits and how to create healthy habits. You're going to love it. In fact, I think it will be your favorite in this series. Most people think that you have to be really disciplined to have healthy habits, and that's not true. Research tells us that people who have healthy habits aren't more disciplined. They just set up their lives in such a way that their habits are easy to keep. So right now, hit like, everybody likes a like, leave a comment for me and come back and I will see you in the next video next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Fit and Fabulous. Remember to sign up for the free handout, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could help me grow my podcast by telling a friend about it. Have a lovely day and see you next week. Bye-bye.